Yeah. And we're live here with Johnny Lamacchio. What's up, Johnny? What's up, buddy? We got Johnny. Hi. We got D over there. You don't see. Yo, yo. And we got Jamal next to us. What's up, what Jamal? Up? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Happy to have you, Johnny. I appreciate it very much. Yo, uh, I'm really happy. It's, it's always good having Johnny. Johnny's one of my really close friends, so it's always easy to hang out with Johnny. Yeah, it's easy. easy Johnny, man. Johnny over here. Johnny's fourth time on the show. Fucking longest running uh, guest. Yeah. yeah. Am I? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Wow. So. Good, good. Yo, good. it's Look crazy. We've been doing it since we started it in 2017. Okay. And, uh, you know, we stopped for like a year or so, but yeah, right, we've been doing right. it for a little while. And yeah, you, yeah. You were kind of reoccurring for a minute. It's always it's always good to, you know, come out here and hang out and chat. And this is this is really cool. The setup is really nice. Yeah, it's all D. Hey, it's man. all D. It's really cool, man. Thanks for hooking it up. Yeah. This is the fucking greatest metal bar and the greatest fucking podcast in the world next to my podcast. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, man. So what? Let me let me let me interview you a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, okay, Johnny. Uh, what's going on in the uh, world of Lucky Thirteen Saloon these uh, days? What's going on here? I don't know, man. Same old shit. We got shows happening again, which is fucking good. Um, good. All of May is booked up. I think most of June is booked up. Um, yeah, man. It's 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 nice. Everything kind of getting back to the way it was before. It's fucking uh, right. a crazy ride, but yeah, yeah. You know. That's cool. Actually, yeah. wait. We, it's, I guess now's a good time to mention that I will be performing here on August 4th. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right? Thursday, August 4th. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be Shut cool. Oh, fuck. Wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. fucking harsh. Yeah, man. August 4th, I'll be here um, with uh, Chris Enrique's band, Light Tower. Nice. Um, and uh, Phantom Eye, uh, which is. Um, uh, man, what's his fucking name? Well, I can't even remember his damn name. I know this guy my whole fucking life. Uh, Nassau Chainsaw. Oh, Larry. Larry, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Larry yeah. Hundemark. Yeah. yeah. He, his new band, uh, Phantom Eye. They're really, really cool. And uh, so, you know, um, it'll be a nice to nice to come here and play a gig and be a, just, you know, be around like a bunch of friends and peers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like coming, it's like coming home. Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> you know, if you don't know, Johnny used to bartend at the old location for mm. many the, years. You saw the ghost? Uh, I don't. Did you ever have any ghostly experiences there or no? Um, no. I've had weird experiences there. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny used to Johnny used to work the burlesque nights. Yes. Oh, that's a fucking sounds pretty sweet, dude. Oh, of I course. mean, it was these guys. It was like the greatest gift ever handed to me. Yeah, you know? and it was like listen, it was like a small box, so it was just right. like vagina in his face, <laughs> like fucking all night long. Sounds oh, my ex girlfriends loved it. Yeah, <laughs> especially Lena. Yeah, yeah, it's a good you know whatever, man. Listen, it's tough to be in a relationship in this fucking business oh like it is. i know any i mean you know look relationships are just tough overall exactly you know, um but, but throw uh, some extra vagina in oh the mix. my it's god if you easy. yeah if you don't have a very you know i was gonna say loose but open-minded person that's <laughs> generally you know relaxed about things and is not a jealous person then you're gonna have some problems i really had no business being in a relationship at that time <laughs> in my life i really truly didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah me either at that time it was a fucking disaster mm. What are you going to do, John? We were young and we're supposed to make mistakes. Yeah, I know. Well, I made, let's just say, happy accidents. You know, the old <laughs> Bob Ross <laughs> adage. Yeah. yeah, it was funny, man. Johnny started, uh, God, I, I met you. I, I forget you when you started first coming in. It was pretty quickly after we opened. And then you had a um, uh, Candida record release party there. Right. And then it was, I don't know what happened. It was like, hey, Johnny needed a job. He was like, Johnny, you want a job? And it just kind of fucking worked out. I yeah, I mean, what, what happened was I moved into the neighborhood right around the time you opened. 
Okay. Um, and uh, my roommate, Jason, at the time, he found, he came up here and he was looking around, I guess, the neighborhood. I mean, there was really not much here at all. Yeah. You know, um, and he found a place and he was like, yo, you would love this place. It's like got your name written all over it. And I came up. And I hung out, and um, it was at a time I didn't even drink at that point. Yeah, no, oddly, you didn't. <laughs> I would come to the bar and hang out, and I'd be like, "I'll have a you know cranberry and soda." Uh, <laughs> I'd sit there for hours, but watch the movies, you know, hang out. I just loved the vibe. Um, and then I started bartending, and I became an alcoholic. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, but I remember you went from drinking like cranberry juice to like um, tequila on the rocks. No, right? no. Well, just, the coffee Patron. I used to love that shit. Uh, Johnny, that's tequila. It's coffee flavored <laughs> tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but but for some reason, the sweetness was. I mean, look, like any amateur drinker, you're gonna start out with like a whiskey sour. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. to make the alcohol go down easier. I guess, Johnny, but <laughs> yeah. that was all liquor. That I know. You know what I mean, there was but no it mixer. had like it had the coffee it and the did. sweetness. Yo, um, you know what? I found, I found a really good drink this week. Uh, uh, it's. Peanut butter whiskey with Chambord. Oh, really? Oh my God! Really? Do you it, have Do you have peanut butter whiskey? Here? I don't have it here. I have it at my house. All Somebody right. brought a uh, purple. Actually, brought a bottle with her last weekend. Very cool. And she left it at our house. And oh, oh. dude, it's like <laughs> fucking heaven. I could just. Pop, I could. I, I, I'm, it's dangerous. Wow. It's dangerous. It's That's delicious. Wow. Sounds gross. Yeah. It's you, delicious. It does sound gross, but I mean, I I'm. I don't know. I'll try anything twice. Uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was hesitant at first too, man, but it's fucking delicious. Uh, peanut it's butter delicious. is my least favorite substance on the face of the planet. Oh, same thing when you would like. Really? Fuck, man. That is really weird. I know. That is Just weird. speaking about like, you know, well, I don't know why. We were just speaking about our friend Chris. Uh, his favorite food in the world is peanut butter. It's yeah. his, I mean, I've he said Wait, it before, crunchy or creamy? That, oh, I, I'm not sure. I just think he likes that's his favorite food. If you had to pick one food, he, I think he would choose that. Okay. But he hates eggs and, yeah, which and makes bananas. No sense. Which makes no sense. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. yeah. Do you know a black man invented peanut butter? Yeah. Yeah. George Washington Carver. Fuck yeah, he really? did. Shit. Yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Cool. And I know you, history and shit, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this week, Jamal had fucking uh, mouth surgery this week, so he's a little oh, fucking you did. Hurting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so are you going to be a little quiet today? No, nah, not really. I'm actually... Talking in a way in front of the microphone so that the camera can't see that there I have a go. fucking tooth missing. Oh, I see. Right well, now. that's because of the surgery. I yeah, but it's actually been like that for a while, and I hid that for about a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. come you, out the you, tooth closet, bro. Come out yeah. the tooth if closet. If you didn't mention, I would have never known. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't laugh because my face can't move, so I'm just like. <laughs> it's all good though. Awesome, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, this is really cool. I feel like I'm in a, um, I don't know, like some kind of like art. The screen is making me feel like I'm in like some kind of like art space where like you know some woman's gonna come out and throw a bucket of paint on herself and then like some guy's gonna come out and paint like if you come here on the right night that shit might happen yeah Yeah. (laughs) well i've seen i think i worked at lucky 13 when it was less a metal bar and more like a rockabilly go-go bar sort of you know what i mean in the early days it wasn't as like it wasn't as like metal fucking metal horns pentagrams yeah yeah, yeah. it was a little bit more like I, I would come in some days and some of the bartenders would be playing lighter music, not to not necessarily pop music by any means, but you would hear Bjork, you would hear Radiohead, you would hear stuff like that. Now you rarely do. Yeah. Uh, you I hear mean, a lot of different shit. Yeah. You do, you do, um, you know, on, especially on like Friday, Saturday, like sat like Friday night, Melody would play some weird shit. And, um, um, 
uh, Val will always play some like weird goth music on okay. Saturday night. So yeah, it still happens. Oh, okay, still happens. see, I, I I miss that aspect. Yeah, you're just of not it. here I'm as much, not, Johnny. I, I really am not. I'm not. <laughs> I, I used to live in the neighborhood. Now I live in Gravesend. Well, for many years. Um. So, but now the pandemic is over. Maybe I'll, you know, Johnny. We're we're getting older too, man. I know. Like, you know, when we were in our fucking early thirties, it was like. <laughs> You know, what'd you do? You hung out at the fucking bar five nights a week. I know. You know what I mean? You know, the thing that's crazy with me is like, I have two jobs. Well, not full-time jobs, but I have two jobs that I'm constantly working for. I own a small business and I'm trying to do this musician shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have no fucking time. Yeah. It's like, I don't, what did I used to do? How did I get by in the past? I don't even remember. I, yeah. I got to go back to that. You yeah. probably didn't yeah. sleep, dude. Yeah. No, you know, yeah. I had roommates. Yeah. That's, that's what it boils down to. You have roommates... And that kind of keeps the party going constantly. You know what I mean? Also, like, the rent is lower. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. The bills are lower. Yeah, the bills like, were lower. It's back all then. me now. I have no life partner right now. So yeah. um, I need to get. Ladies, um, I'll be taking, uh, what do you, what do you Applications. call it? Applications. For yeah. a, Still uh, Lamont, you single partner. ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I take resumes with applications nowadays. I need a credit <laughs> score. Uh, I need a Carfax. Oh I need God. family history. <laughs> I'll take family history over anything. Family history is a good one. Yeah, that, I, good I, one. I feel that's an extremely important thing when you're dealing with relationships, no matter this isn't a woman thing, this is just a person thing. I think that will affect the way people uh kind of the way they have relationships with people, you know? <sighs> yeah, you know, it's weird though. Like I, 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 I've had relationships with people who have had like fairly normal home lives mm-hmm. and they were the fucking crazier of the ones <laughs> yeah. who had like, you know, a kind of fucked up childhoods yeah. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it all, it's it's like a, it factors into all these other different things. Like was this person the, the baby? Was he the middle child? Was he, you yeah. know, you know all, all of these different things. But I, I do prefer to know what kind of relationships, you know, they've had, a person's had with their family. I think that to me is important too. It, it's definitely important. Yeah, yeah. But from what I've seen now, I just throw it all out the fucking window. <laughs> it's just a fucking crapshoot. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been like, you know, in a relationship with a guy, I'm like, oh, she comes from a nice family. Mm-hmm. Every mom's really sweet. And oh then she's God. a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I could hear that just from you saying, it's like, oh, she's probably fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking shit. It happens though. It does. What are you going to do? So, Johnny, Yo. what's going on with music now? You got fucking uh, Lamakia going on now? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I um, I mean, Pandemic, if it did anything, it, it gave me the time to really, like, sort of really focus on music and write music and songs that um, I just was like, I'm just going to write because the world is fucked. And, uh, you know, no, we didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. Did you have a hard time writing during the pandemic? Like, I, I like creativity wise i mean i tried to play music and i was too distracted by the world i like mm. couldn't even focus on shit like that no I, I i found it to be like the only way to escape was to really focus on um art and music and really sort of just dive into it and kind of write about what i was experiencing i mean you know um a lot of the record is about loss grief you know per, you know all of these there's different it, there's different themes um but it is dark it's dark you know yeah. what i mean um it's heavy hearted i'll say it's not dark it's not like fucking you know well, johnny the stuff all the stuff you've done in the past crooked man to uh spilacopa it all has it all has heart you know what i mean it's thanks, not like thanks. um it's not just straightforward like angry or or whatever it's just got heart to it you feel it you know what i mean that's what i love about it cool thanks man i appreciate yeah. that that's kind of, I don't know. That's, I guess that's what I mean by like 
writing something from straight from the soul or the spirit you know what i mean like um and uh it just like i said it was it, it, it allowed me to just forget about everything else and just focus because i felt what do i have to lose you know who knows if i'll ever be able to tour again or play a show again or even leave the fucking house again so i just wanted to write something really um really strong I, and i got a question for you johnny sure now the Lamachia stuff, mm-hmm. love it. Thank you. Fucking love it, bro. Fucking from sun to angels, fucking delight mm-hmm. to fucking um, get um, get uh, bled out, bled out. I'm sorry, bled out. Mm-hmm. Fucking beautiful. Hey, Frankie. But Frankie in the his house. Yeah, Frank, Frankie's delivering. Frankie, <laughs> just give him his fucking monster. I that fucking coffee. <laughs> I wonder why. Thank you, Frankie. Yeah. Now, Johnny. Yeah. You come I, from Candiria, right? Yes. Fucking hardest fucking fucking one of the hardest fucking hardcore bands with jazz breakdowns and everything, which I fucking love. Thanks. But now, were you nervous coming out with Lamachia, thinking that your fans were going to be like, "Oh, fuck him, he's soft." Um, you know, losing them. Nah, I'm, I'm I, I love that. As a matter of fact, like I don't give a shit. I'm going to write what I'm going to write. This is, you know what I mean. I'm not. I can't think about other people. I have to write something from the soul. And uh, if people are down with it, cool. If they're not, I don't care. It's something that I just, I have to be proud of it. And I have to, I can't keep writing. I can't, I've been playing aggressive music for very fucking long. Mm. Playing in Candiria for as many years as I did, I want to play other music besides something that is physical and mental. You know what I mean? Like that's what Candiria is. It's physical and mental. It demands your attention physically when you're playing it. And it's all here. It's all time signatures and math and, 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 you know, technique. Um, and um, playing that kind of music for so long, you you want, well, I want to step away from that and find power in other things, find power in simplicity and find power in um, concept, idea, vibe, um, sort of like sonic structure and like um, creating sort of like sonic landscapes for one thing to be more prominent. Like Angel's Delight is a perfect example of that. Yeah. That song is one fucking that, that's thing. That's you singing, right? No, no you're not, not fucking. That's not you. No, no that's that's uh, Candace Freshco. Okay, female Because I'm like, because I'm like, from one song, one song to another, I'm like, who's oh, fucking guys changing the fucking voice and shit? Like, what the you fuck? didn't know I could press a button. No, yeah. <laughs> no, that's um, Candace. Um, someone, someone very near and dear to my heart. Someone I love very much. And is she um, the one on the on the picture for the for the uh, album art? Um, the, for the single, for the single. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's Candace. And we co-wrote that song. She wrote the lyrics and the melody. So this is another reason why sort of, I really just, um, kind of lost myself in music because, um, my world got really small. You know what I mean? Like everyone else's, you had your little circle of people that you could see all the time without risking, you know, I'd love to go see everyone, but you take that chance every time you leave your house. So, or, or go see this person or that person. So um, I became really close. Me and Candace became really close in a sp- very specific time. As soon as lockdown happened, um, we just kind of like came together and we were hanging out all the time. We were spending a lot of time together. And me and her have always worked on music videos and, and other kinds of art in the past. Um, she's done like, she's been in a couple of the Spilacopa videos in the past. She's uh, helped Candiria in the past do merchandise for us. So she's just somebody who has always been around, always someone I appreciate their their um, art sort of driven, I don't know, her lifestyle is very strange in a way because she's not an, like, um, she's not like a painter or a photographer or a singer, but she dabbles in all of these things. Yeah. 
So she's um, creative. She's a very creative person. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Basically, yeah. that's what she is. She's a freelance creative. Yeah. Um, so um, in in you know during the pandemic, um, she was like my constant companion when I was writing the record. Um, she was around a lot. She was always talking to me about what I was doing. I would always play her these demos and these songs. And then um, it came time to. I wrote this piece of music and she heard it and fell in love with it. And she's like, I want to write a melody and some vocals for it and some lyrics for it. And I was like, okay, why not? Sure. And she came up huge for it. And, and that's going to be, that's going to be on the album. That's on the album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's wow. a second single. So, and, and your, your song son, mm -hmm. is that autobiographical? autobiographic? I'm, I don't know if I'm saying the phone. Autobiographical. autobiographical. Yeah. Yes. Is no, it? That's correct. Cause you had me really fucking crying. It started making me think about losing my mom and shit. And I started crying. Oh, well, I'm, I'm you know? well, I'm sorry. That I did. Well, no, well, I think no, I didn't lose. I don't know if I phrased it because oh. my teeth are fucked up. Oh. But um, it's like, like you know, like you know, my mom's like eighty something years old. So oh, like, it's like started making me think, and I'm like, fuck, dude, that song really like I'm like driving, crying, and shit. Like fuck, dude. Like wow. Well, I pre I appreciate that, but I can't take credit. It is not my song. It is a song written by Eric Avery and Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction. Yes, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a song. They had a band after Jane's Addiction broke up. They formed a band and put out one record called Deconstruction. Okay. A self-titled album. And it's one of my favorite albums of all time. It's uh, in me to me it's one of the greatest records to come out of LA in the you know in, in recent recent semi-recent history. Even though the record came out in the nineties, yeah, think. that was nineties. Yeah, so semi-recent yeah, yeah. history. Yes, you know, it's actually vintage. This shit is vintage. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like when we were kids, the seventies and the sixties was like, you know, now it's the grunge era. That era is yeah. like, it's like dad rock. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Sad because yeah. we're like granddad rock. And I know. We write. We. It's fucked up. Yeah. Anyway. Hot topic says, "What's up?" Oh, <laughs> uh, what's up, Alex? Oh, hey, hey. Um, but anyway, I forget. I forgot that this is live. Yeah, this is this is cool, man. I'm yeah, having, I'm enjoying yeah, we're live it. on YouTube right now, Johnny. What's up? Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, that was a great record, though. That deconstruction. Oh, record. oh my god, it was amazing. And I've that, never, I've never heard it. I gotta go check it out. Now. Oh, it's great. I love it. I yeah, love it's it. really good. But that song in particular, you know, um, I always loved that song. Um, and it's it's on the their version of it is very very simplistic. It's just guitars and vocals. It's really mellow. And um, I've always, I, like I said, I always loved the song. But I always thought to myself, man. I would love to do this song again, but I would do it like full band. And um, I did and brought it to Mike and brought it to uh, Mario Quintero from Spotlights who mixed it and mastered it. And uh, it came out really nice. I'm really happy with the way it turned out. But it's not it's not autobiographical, but okay. it definitely is. I mean, you know, I've It had, hits, man. It fucking hits, though, man. You know, it hits you right in the fucking heart. Thanks, man. Right. Thanks. I've struggled with addiction in the past. Um, you know, I've talked about it before openly. Yeah, openly. Same. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's it. It is what it is. I got through that period of my life. I'm very happy to have gotten through that. But you know, at the same time, uh, I think about that a lot. And so, "Sun" seemed like the appropriate song to cover. Nice. You know. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, the video is really nice too. Thanks, I appreciate that. And Mike, uh, I mean, you've worked with Mike for since like did you meet mike in candaria in kindergarten because yeah, no. <laughs> i swear i thought you were gonna say that no, no, no. <laughs> you were like in kinder i was like what yeah. no i met mike back in the day like fucking i think it was around the same time um i forget i think it was like 89 or 90 All when right. i met him and it's a strange story that is totally related to james addiction i don't All know right. if you know that but no. we were playing a show. I was playing in a band called Patterns, which was like a um, a hardcore a crossover hardcore band. Um, and he was playing in a band called 
I think he was either playing in Rampage or Judgment Day. I, f- I always forget. I just heard him tell this story like three times. Yeah. <laughs> um, you'd think I would remember. But um, he uh, he was in the dressing room. It was a fucking YMCA. It was, it was no, <laughs> there was no dressing room. But he was in the area where there, you could hang out by yourself. Yeah. So, and he's in there and he's like playing his bass. And I'm uh, standing over there. I have my guitar. I don't even know him. Yeah. And he starts playing uh, Three Days from Jane's Addiction. Nice. He starts playing the bass line, and I'm like, holy shit. And I start playing the guitar line. And then, like, you know, we turn around, and I'm jamming with him, and I never met him before. And then we just start having a conversation. And then um, that was that. I never saw him again. And then, like, I think it was months later, um, my, was it? Yeah, my bass player, Greg, from that band Patterns, left the band. And um, my singer, Les, who... I think you know Les. He's been around here many, many yeah, times. Yeah, I've met Les. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, he was a singer at the time, and he, he was hanging out with Mike. I didn't know that he, he, was, he knew him. And then, uh, I don't know, just one thing led to another, and Mike wound up playing in patterns, and that's how we met. That's how we became close. And eventually, we formed another band called Dead Air after that, and then we wound up in Candiria. So, nice. so we've been playing together for over 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and we've, I don't knock on wood. We rarely ever have issues, so I'm really grateful to have that guy in my life. And, That's great. Uh, I mean, you're both nice guys, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you know how it is. Even nice together, guys, I know. You know, I mean, fucking shit. I shit. I mean, to me, I was like before I started meeting like all like people from hardcore bands. I was like, you guys sound like some mean motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> behind them, you know. Looking on the stage and shit, I'm like, oh, these dudes are going to kick some ass. And you come up, hey, what's up, dude? I'm like, oh, shit, you guys are really nice, man, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, not that, everyone. Yeah, not, not everyone. <laughs> but that's the thing with a lot of, like, you know, uh, you know, metal bands, hardcore bands. And, you know, listen, most of those, you know, bands who are into that kind of stuff are, you know, they kind of let their aggressions out on stage and all that kind of shit. Most Absolutely. of them. I mean, there's some occasional dickheads out there. Sure. <laughs> but, but you, you know, going back on that, um, you know, going from Candiria to, like, you know, style of music that you uh, is a little lighter a lot of i love seeing bands do that um or you know people from other bands doing that i mean Mm -hmm. you know keith caputo did it sure you know with um from life of agony and Mm -hmm. you know dax riggs did it i was gonna say yeah yeah, there's so many bands that kind of did that you know Mm -hmm. that they play heavy stuff but then they go back to like playing some lighter stuff because you're playing heavy stuff so often sure yeah it's like and I think it's the type of thing I've always done this I've always gone back and forth I've always gone from like writing songs to like writing complex music and getting together with the Candiri guys I miss both you know when I'm in the sort of midst of one I'm usually like man I gotta get back to that I guess yeah. that's just the way for me personally that my music my musical relationship like with those two worlds kind of is you know I kind of want to um, I love the fact that I, I can do both um, but I think my heart really lies in the simple songwriting stuff. Not that, not that it's simple, because not um, simple at all, dude. Trust it's me. It's not. Yeah, and you're singing all, it, and you're singing and playing yeah. too. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, it is way harder to sing and play and and be and do it right. Sing on pitch, and you know, yeah. than it is to play Candiria music. Candiria music is very um, atonal or, or dissonant. So you can get away with a lot. You can yeah. really bury a lot of shit. Yeah. And people are like, oh, they have no fucking idea that I just played everything a whole step out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> wow, I got through that and everybody applauded anyway. Yeah. As long as you hit those time changes. You yeah, know I mean? <laughs> it really is. But um, I mean, we've had some doozies on stage anyway. I mean, there are moments where 
I mean, God, one memory comes to mind. And I can say this because it happened on stage and it's publicly known and I don't think Ken would mind. He'd actually appreciate me saying this, but, and this wasn't a mistake, but in the middle of our set, Ken got up on stage, Ken got up behind the drum set and, and just announced to an entire crowd of people, sorry, peeps, I got to go take a shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> uh, Tim, what do you do for those five minutes we, while he's taking a shit? F- f- um, you know, like as fucking hysterical as it was, and and it was so great. And I, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, we never took ourselves too seriously. Yeah. You know, because we were always just a bunch of fucking guys out there on the road trying to have fun. So when he did things like that, because there were, it wasn't just one thing like that. Ken was very, he was a very colorful person in, in a lot of ways. He was really like, you uh, would do unexpected things like that. And he just got a kick out of fucking life. And, and um, you know, he really, he really kept everybody sort of, um, everybody's spirits up, so nice. to speak, you know. Um, but in that moment, we were fortunate enough that he had another drummer friend there filming the set mm-hmm. um and that guy like i said was a drummer so we were like yo jump behind the kit let's do a jam and we jammed for like five minutes ken came back took yeah, i can't imagine having to take a <laughs> shit and playing drums at the same time yeah, that's no, why that's he stopped he's like I, this has to happen right now i have to go uh, <laughs> he could have I mean, he did it quietly he could have been like hey do me a favor jump behind the kit do a jam i gotta go take a shit yeah. you know but instead he used, took that opportunity to announce to the world you know that was fun. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yo, you guys were great, though. It was great with Candiria back in the day. It was funny how um, I, I, I don't really consider it hardcore, but it was accepted in the hardcore no, it's, community. It's, it's, it's like sl- hardcore slash jazz slash mm. fucking progress. Like, you guys were like the first fucking math fucking band out there, bro. One of you them. Know? One of them. Yeah. We can't take total credit for that. No, take no, it, bro. One, take it. Yeah. One, I mean, one of the ones that really made, I mean, there was other ones, but the, you guys really made that mark. Um, I, I hadn't spoke to you about this before, but I know, like, it's got to be mad, like, when you have to play that that one song. Like, you know, like, of course, you always have to play patterns and, you know, things yeah. like that. Like, yeah, sure, sure. Does it make you crazy doing it? Do you kind of like, does it feel good when you see the crowd go fucking nuts? I mean, you know, to me, honestly, I always loved switching it up. There were certain songs that Carly insisted on having in the set. Faction and Paradigm Shift were two songs. That yeah, Faction, liked. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant right. to say. Um, I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you meant. Even though you said, you'd, all you had to say was any word, I'd be like, yep, he means yeah, Faction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Carly would insist on those two songs being the set because um, he just, they. I mean, look, we, we wrote so many different types of songs throughout the years. And um, this, if you look at our Spotify playlist, you'll see the most popular songs are songs we never play live. We just never do. And they're more like the radio-friendly stuff that I just, you know, I made such a fucking, I don't know, I gave those guys such a hard time about it after, the, after all it was said and done that I, I guess I just put a bad taste in everyone's mouth. I think Mike would say, fuck you, straight up, I'll play any fucking song from our catalog. And I, I really respect him for that. Yeah. Because he doesn't, like, he's another one, like... You know, does does if anyone has no fear about like getting on stage and playing whatever, as long you know if he 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 believes he wouldn't be a part of it. He didn't believe in it. He 
yeah, would yeah. never played bass on it or sang on it if he wasn't like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll stand up on stage and play this. Is there but a reason I, why you don't play certain songs? Or um, it's just like it doesn't agree with the crowd? Or is it too technical? Or No, I mean, honestly, I, I think there's just so many, I think there's just negative sort of memories attached to certain things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that really is, is really a big part of it. At least for me, I know that for a fact. Um, but I think Carly too. I think Carly came, like kind of came like sort of, all the way around with it. Whereas in the beginning, he felt like we need to do something different. You know, we were working with a particular producer who was trying to like, he was trying to make us like a a band that could sell 150,000 albums. That was his quote. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to get into who his name was because I have a lot of respect for this guy now. But then I didn't. I was like so fucking anti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But that was his plan. And, he, and I felt like, you know, look, it's contrived and we're trying to fucking, we're trying. This is exactly what I never wanted to do with my life. I never wanted to be in a position where I felt like I had to write something a certain way because this is going to sell more records. That's like the complete opposite of what I felt Candiria needed to do. Um, and for the way I saw it was we already got in Rolling Stone. We already got an MTV by doing exactly what the fuck we do. Yeah. Why change anything? Yeah. And, and some, I don't know why that didn't make sense to everyone. <laughs> you know, it was, res- I mean, that's so respectable. I mean, especially at that younger age, though, mm-hmm. too, where you're like, fuck that, I'm not fucking selling out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. it was like, listen, the first time I heard of Candiria, I was, it was in Rolling Stone. It was mm-hmm. the first, it was like the top five up and coming metal bands. Yeah. And the only two I remember was Meshuggah and you guys. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, who the fuck's this Candiria band? Mm hmm. And then uh, that's how I ended up hearing of you guys, you know. Cool. But it was, uh, I mean, it was huge for us. I mean, when yeah. that article came out, I think immediately we got a call from Sony Records, like literally in the next three, four days, and they were already interested in the band. Wow. And I forgot, I forgot what happened. Something happened. It didn't work out. They were like, yeah, we want to sign you. We'll put you on the road. It was, you know, that shit just happens. You know, people come at you and they're just like, oh, we'll put a deal on the table. And you're like, nah, that fucking deal I, sucks. I think they would have, <laughs> I think Sony would have fucked it up. I, that's yeah. exactly, yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever they came at, they came at us a whole bunch of different. Cause you guys, you guys are fucking pure, times. dude. Canteria is pure. I think at that time we were like, nope, we don't want to do anything like that. We're good. We're doing really well. We just got in the Rolling Stone. Just keep it rolling. But after the accident happened, I think everybody's sort of attitude about it changed. I think, you know, everybody was starting to think about families. I mean, we just got hit by a truck and uh, we're all like, you know, lucky to even be able to play again or walk again yeah. or, or the, that we're even fucking breathing. Well, you know, I, I think also, too, I mean, like, you know, age, you know, comes into that factor. Sure, also, yeah. you start yeah. thinking, you know, listen, when you're in your 20s, you're not really thinking about fucking the future as much as you are. Once you hit your 30s, you're like, sure. eh, yeah, you know, what am I doing in the next 10 years? You exactly. Know I, mean? I mean, you know, in my 20s and when I think about the band, like, you know, before I was in Candiria, I was literally going to give up music totally because I just wasn't getting anywhere. And then I'm in my 20s and now I'm touring the world, mm-hmm. you know, so I didn't give a fuck about money at all. All I cared about was I'm doing I'm living my dream. Um, but then reality hits, you yeah. know, when, when you're home and you can't tour and now all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, wait, well, how do I pay rent? How yeah. do I fucking feed myself? Um, so, you know, that's why we started talking about like working with a bigger producer and writing some songs. And, um, you know, if you, like I said, if you look at the Spotify playlist, if you go by that, those songs are the top songs. They yeah. really are, but they're not. They're not our favorites to play. They're not crowd favorites. They're not local favorites. They're not like the heart and soul of what this band is, you know, in my opinion, sort of the life, the lifeblood of what the band is. I actually had a question about uh, the living the dream part. Ah. Um, the, uh, 
I always wanted to ask, like, right before you started living the dream, like, mm-hmm. what exactly were you doing before? Like, okay, this this music thing is like working out, but like, what were you doing? What where were you working? When did oh. you say, okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna quit this job? Oh, when did that happen? And um, I was working with my dad and my brother. My uncle Jimmy owns a business, uh, Consumers Kitchens and Kitchens and Baths, out in Long Island, and it's like six locations. And we would work in the showrooms and we would build like kitchens and bath sets in the showroom. And uh, so that's what I was doing. And, um, you know, eventually, actually, I did that for a while while I was playing in Candiria. And I was I was working full time, basically. Mm. I would fucking miss days, though. My brother would come and pick me up and he'd be beeping the horn outside and fucking ringing the bell. And eventually he would just leave. <laughs> yeah. And then he'd call, him, look, call me later in the day like, what the f- you're a fucking asshole. Oh, <laughs> fucking prick. It's good you worked for family. They were a little more lenient. Yeah, I mean, I got away with murder. Yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. They, you know, my, my dad is the reason why I started playing music. You know, he, was, he insisted I try different things. You know, he was always a very, uh, he wanted something different for me. I, and I feel very lucky to be the one he chose for whatever reason. Yeah. I guess I was the baby. He, he already started raising three kids. I think he started thinking about things and, and like he, you know, saw an opportunity in me to kind of maybe um, give me some opportunities he didn't give my, my siblings. Um, uh, so he tried different things. He tried baseball first. I fucking sucked. <laughs> um, and then he was like, you're going to play an instrument. And I was like, all right. He goes, so pick one. And I go, I'll play the drums. He goes, nope, you'll play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing you one home next week. I was like, okay. I didn't care. Like, yeah. I just started getting into, like, bands like Metallica and Sabbath and, you know. I well, got, what was the guitar he brought home? Uh, a Giannini uh, nylon string acoustic, like a classical guitar. Okay. And um, I still have it. It's a beautiful guitar. What uh, was your first electric? Um, there's, well, the one that I kind of, I didn't steal. But the one that I took from my cousin, who <laughs> didn't it. really give it to the me, you stole borrowed it. Oh, well, borrowed I it. knew I was taking it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't steal it from his house. But he was like, well, okay, go ahead. It was like the pen in Seinfeld, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I took it. I took that home. That was a Memphis uh, Les Paul copy. And then my, origin, my, my first guitar, like legitimately, that my f- mom and dad bought me was an Ibanez Roadstar 2. Nice. Mm. Really nice guitar. You have a fucking Ibanez Roadstar 2? I do. What color? Well, now it's... Aqua blue? No, now it's brown. My friend has a fucking <laughs> Roadstar 2 with a fucking, like, a fender neck. Oh, really? And it's a, it's a fucking aqua blue. Can never fucking find it anywhere, bro. He's like, mm. you know, like, fucking... I got the fucking... He called up Ibanez and gave him the serial number. He oh. didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Oh, maybe somebody swapped the neck out. I don't know. It's, it looks official. It's like a jazz kind of fucking... Mm. You know, it's kind of got... It's kind of like got like an old Ibanez body, but a fucking fender neck. Like, they were trying to, like, fucking steal from fender or something. Oh, maybe they swapped the neck out. How'd it go? But what, what color was it when you first got it? Now silver. Oh, silver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like metallic silver. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. But uh, did I answer the question? But for the most part, yeah. And it's it's nice to hear, like, a lot of people, like, do you had that kind of support because I also play guitar and my parents didn't give a shit about any of that. And... Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, I said, okay, this is what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. When I was like cutting class, playing guitar on the staircase. Mm-hmm. And like, instead of the security, like swarming us, they would just like stop and just like listen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, they like this shit. This is what I want to do for the rest of my fucking life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could relate how you got your inspiration during the, 
you know, the lockdown and everything, I had worked so many jobs mm. before that. Well, not so many jobs, but like so much time doing things that have nothing to do with music. Mm. And as soon as the whole world shut down, I'm like, cool, I could plug this guitar in. And now I have not stopped writing since. Cool. And now like I'm so much closer to like where I really want to be like musically and everything like that. And I also write the same way you do. And also Steve Vai oh. writes and plays the same way. There's, I can play a lot of different things, a lot of different styles and everything like that. But I used to say that I had trouble communicating like verbally, but anything mm. I can't say with words, I could pick up this guitar and I can fucking tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understand that. I have to, there's something I'm tr trying to say, and I don't like to use the word try. It's not a part of my vocabulary. But there's something I want to say. Mm -hmm. And if I can't hear it and what we're playing, then like, I don't know, we're not talking the same language. Yeah, I just yeah. recently turned down a band that like, they play great shit. They play mm. great together. But I'm like, I can't hear anything. Mm. I'm just playing stuff. And I never want to do that. Like how you saying, like, I don't want to sell out. Yeah, right, I've right, right. worked this hard to get to where I am. Like I've worked in a goddamn psych hospital for, for five years. Mm. So far away from music. Did a bunch of shit before ending up here. Met a guy that's like recording an album for me. Exactly how I want it to sound. And like, yeah, this is a more established band. Everybody knows you guys and you guys sound great together. But I'm like, ah, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm, mm -hmm. I've gotten this far. I'm just going to keep pushing it. Yeah, it's all doing what you, you know, what you love doing and what you feel comfortable doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, like I would, I mean, I wanted to be here, but I would have never guessed like that this is where I would be a year ago. And actually today is my year anniversary of being here, Jeff. Oh, nice, nice, oh, nice, 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 nice. Happy anniversary to us. A lot us. of anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned Steve Vai because um, he's one of the uh, musicians that when I was very young, when I first started playing the guitar a couple of years in, I don't know if you know, well, I'm sure you do if you know Steve Vai, the Crossroads movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, and those scenes, I mean, me and my buddy Tommy, we ran out, you know, and we bought whatever we could find by Steve Vai. Unfortunately, the only thing we could find, well, it was unfortunate then, um, this album that he put out called Flexible, mm -hmm. which I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. No, not that one. Oh, give that one a listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? It's fucking weird, man. Yeah. It, you know, nothing a, a 14 or 15 year old kid's going to get into. You right, know, right, like, right. Um, it was, it's, uh, well, there's a song called Little Green Man on it. Yeah. And you should definitely check that out <laughs> because you'll really enjoy that one. And there's one called Salamanders and the Sun. I mean, this is like a really out there experimental pop record you know mm. i think like um the weird frank zappa out there shit the yeah, songs yeah, yeah. about like fucking you know putting it up your poop shoot and all yeah. that shit <laughs> pretty much <laughs> it's well, it's in that style you know mm. but he he played for zappa yeah for many it, years yeah he did and then and when crop around the crossroads time too is when he started playing for david lee roth that's also, right, right yeah so yeah. he was i mean he blew the fuck up from that yeah but i mean everyone i think did the same thing we did and they probably all went out and the only thing they could find was flexible um and i'm sure they all felt the same way if they were kids but the funny thing is uh, my buddy Tommy, he was the one who bought the cassette. Mm. And uh, we listened to it, and he's like, dude, here, you can have this. Oh, then you brought garbage. it back. You said cassette, dude. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, showing my age. But anyway, he was like, I don't want this. You can have it. And I was like, I'll take it. Fuck it. And I just kept it. And then years later, I popped it on, and, like, it made sense. You yeah. know what I mean? And I yeah. still, to this day, it's one of my all-time favorite albums. It's nice. such a wild, crazy fucking record. And, and when he does play the guitar on this album, um, there's a couple of songs on there. One of them in particular, Call It Sleep, is probably like his most iconic song. Um, and uh, it's absolutely fucking breathtaking, the guitar playing he does in that record. Um, 
But anyway, I'm, I guess I'm not getting off track because you mentioned Steve no, Ryan. Not, okay. not, not to make it about <laughs> it my experiences. No, no, I, Steve no, Ryan. I'm Ryan. the guest, God damn it. <laughs> exactly. It is definitely one of my favorite guitarists of all time. Yeah. You would not, most people, if you hear the music that I play, you hear the music that I listen to, you would never know that. Mm-hmm. Sure. But like, I get a lot of in, inspiration from Steve Ryan. He's still fucking playing the oh, way Oh, he's that, great. You saw that recent shit that he just came out with? Um... Teeth of the Hydra? No, I didn't. It's I insane. Didn't. You should watch the video. I'll, I'll check it out for sure. I do enjoy watching. Um, I do enjoy watching him like talk, like all this, like the stuff that's happening with social media. Everybody's just, you know, musicians and artists. All they're doing is like talking, yeah. well, or doing a lot more talking than they usually do. Yeah. And I do enjoy listening to him. Um, I was on this um, podcast called Players Pick Podcast, and uh, it's my buddy Chris Johnson, who was originally at Dunlop and MXR. He's like. You know, string and effects pedal companies that we were endorsed, that Candiria was endorsed by. Anyway, he was the guy who got me the endorsement, and uh, he has this uh, podcast about guitar picks, oddly enough. I didn't know that anyone really cared beyond, (laughs) like, when you're a kid and you get all these picks, and you're like, oh, psyched about a fucking pick, you know? But he takes it to another level where he's, like, really psyched about guitar picks. I'm like, this is fucking kind of nuts, but, I'm, you know, whatever, man. I'll I'll talk to you about picks. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he did one with Steve Vai. Uh, and uh, it was great to see them kind of talk because Chris is a, he's a really smart guy, very intelligent, very cool to talk to. Like he's very like um, very knowledgeable guy, um, and uh, very deep person. Yeah. So he's a great interviewer, and uh, his his conversation with Steve I was really really fucking cool. I, I can imagine. Yeah, Steve I has got to be one of the most emotional guitar oh, yeah. players ever. Like I gotta I gotta give it up to Steve I. How many times I got laid for playing uh, ten, <laughs> Tender Surrender? Oh, what album is that from? Um, it's a live, it's a live one. Oh. I forget what album it was, but okay. uh, give that a listen. Uh, that'll get some, that'll get some underwear off. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw, uh, I saw him a few years ago, and um, it was one of those, um, those tours. It was you know Joe Satriani and oh, and I remember Sam you told Pye me about and, that. I was so fucking jealous. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And, Paul uh, Gilbert there, Ingve Malmsteen. That's uh, right. It was Ingve Malmsteen. Tosin, Tosin um, Abbas. Was that dude was from Animals as oh, Leaders? Tosin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Him and um, Zach Wilde. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was what a group. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, it was, it, honestly, it was fucking awesome. The most hilarious one was Ingve Malmsteen. Like, Ingve, like, dude, like, there was a backup band the whole time. Like, uh, and Nuno Betancourt was on it also. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like him. And uh, he was great. You know, he's, I wasn't really an extreme player. fan, but, yeah. but, but he was awesome and he seemed really nice and whatever. Uh, but, you know, the whole time, like, the backup band is playing for each guitar player. But when, uh, and they're standing right up front the whole time, <laughs> except when Ingve Malmstein comes on. They had to take a step back. The wow. lights went dark on what them. A, and uh, it was like the Ingve show. Wow. And it was like, it was kind of hilarious. <laughs> and like, and it was even funny. Like, like I, funny. I think, um, was it Joe Satriani was, was, was making comments on stage about how like, um, you know, that, you know, Ingve was, he's like, eh, we love him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's a little abrasive, but we love him. You know what I mean? And, uh, and it was, he had the greatest shirts though. And it's cause on the front it said Ingve who, and then on the back it said Ingve fucking Malmsteen. Yeah. I was like, ah, if he wasn't such a douche, I would have bought a shirt. I would buy it anyway, just because he's such a fucking douche. Yeah. But I like, would buy it and just be like, you fucking guessed it. Yeah. <laughs> that douchebag. Yeah, it was actually it was actually a great fucking shirt. I know. And look, man, I don't know. I don't know. I I think the you know, the the, the idea of like when, you know, like this this whole theory of the spectrum 
yeah. people being on the spectrum. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. think if this, like if we went back years and years and we studied certain people, yeah. oh, he's definitely on the fucking spectrum. Oh, I think yeah, maybe yeah. Ingve <laughs> would fall on the spectrum somewhere. I would think he would be on the and, spectrum. And that's neither here nor there, whether you're on the spectrum or not. But I think like certain personality traits and certain things that people do like are like clues. You're like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, come on. It's what, you know, I think this was probably 2018, 18 when I saw him. And mm. I mean, he still was his hair out and oh, his yeah. fucking button yeah. shirt open with the fucking chains oh, Jesus and like, <laughs> oh yeah with the, like standing in front of a fan like, yeah fucking, the hair blowing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like fucking awesome they fucking mobs oh my god I'd love to have a conversation with the person that's in charge of in charge of his fans oh he's got to have how a, many times he's gotten yelled at why wasn't my fucking fan on yeah. <laughs> uh, put it on three yeah <laughs> with great talent comes yeah. great responsibility that was cool it was a, it was a fun show i'm not really into that stuff but it was mm. it was it was a really cool show to see and right. uh, i got to meet zach wilde afterwards which was cool oh so very cool it was fun yeah i'm i actually you know that's the thing i think um i don't know here I go talking about myself again. Johnny, it's, you're, you're the guest. You're supposed oh. to talk about yourself. <laughs> but I will say, I think one of the things like um, about the record that I'm putting out, um, it's really like an anti... It's not an anti-guitar record by any means, but it is intentionally like using the guitar as 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 sort of like a, a backdrop, you know? And um, I mean, like, if you know, if you know Candiria, the, the, the guitar is so active in each song. It's just such an, like, an, there's so many notes being played in every yeah. damn song. And I just wanted to be able to sort of, like, pump the brakes on that and find a way to use the guitar sort of as something that, like, when you heard the guitar come in, you were like, oh, shit, I love that. But it's the easiest fucking thing you could possibly fucking do on a guitar. You know what I mean? Um, and um, I don't know. I hope guitar players do find um, something in there that they're really kind of psyched about, but I don't really care if they fucking don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Johnny, that's what I appreciate about you, man. Like, you fucking do it for you. That's what you do it for. You I know? mean, me first. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, I don't know. What were you listening to while, like, like, what kind of music were you listening to, like, while you were creating or before you were creating this? You know, honestly, when I'm making a record, all I'm listening to is when I'm fucking creating. I'll be honest. Very rarely, like, I'll listen to shit, but it's usually like, it's just because let's put something on, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, certain bands that come to mind. I was listening to hmm, Blink of the Star. Maybe I think maybe a Tom York record came out somewhere along the way. Um, I don't know. I can't even remember. I'm so focused on listening to demos and writing and recording that really I'm just like obsessing. And it's a, a kind of a beautiful sort of mindset to be in because you're really like. Um, I don't know. Like I, I really get like on fire, yeah, like focused. passionately, you know. Yeah. And I get so um, sort of intense about it. I'm like walking around in the days. Everything is like, you know, the, the song is just going in my fucking head. But meanwhile, I'm cooking and I'm cleaning. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. My, I kind of get into a, a really weird zone um, when it comes to that stuff. So all the rest of it becomes background. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there was a ton of shit I was listening to, but mm. nothing like, oh, I was listening to this, and this is why this sounds like this. Yeah. It really was just... Um, you got your own thing going on anyway. I mean, from everything from Crooked Man to Spilacopa. That Spilacopa is still one of my favorite fucking Thanks, records. Thanks, man. So fucking I good. I appreciate it. Still Thank you. It's, still, it's funny because it's on... I know it's one of Melodies, too, because it still pops on the playlist, like on Friday nights here. I'll hear the fucking awesome. Spilacopa song. Come on. I love it. I'm, I'm glad, man. And that was a great experience. You know, that was um, my first sort of venture stepping out and like doing something on my own and producing something 
um, on my own. And um, I was very lucky to have people like Greg Bucciato from Dillinger come along and sing and write. Yeah. Um, Jeff from ISIS yeah. and Julie Christmas. Like, I'm who the fuck was I? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Um, Ah, don't give me a gig. Johnny, you fucking rule. Why why LaMaccia? Why not a band name? Why LaMaccia? Well, that's interesting that you asked that question because um, this was going to be another Spilacopa record. It really was. It was just going to, I was just going to continue on. And um, it was, um, I had my manager, Chris Enriquez um, from the band Spotlights, Revolver Magazine. He, um, he, he started once, you know, that guy is another person that like, if he gets in, if he gets involved in something, he's so like insanely, like he works so fucking hard and it's great. I really, I'm really fortunate to have that guy like backing me up. But he had a conversation with this guy named Rob Gross who uh, works for Shark Attack Records and, um, Dope Rob, name. Dope Rob, name for a record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rob Rob is also um, someone who's been in the music industry a very long time. He's very well aware of Candiria, our history. He's a fan. Spilacopa. He's, he's a, you know, the guy is, he, he's been paying attention to me for a very long time. Mm. So when Chris mentioned to him that I'm making another record, he was pretty excited about it. He was like, yeah, he's going to put out another Spilacopa record. And, and Rob was like, you know, that dude needs to think about rebranding. And Chris was like, what really? Do you mean? He was like, you know... Candiria, Spilacopa, these names have been around a very, very long time. And he's done so much with them, and it's great. But what he could use is a little shot in the arm and sort of rebrand it. And maybe he should think about using his own name. Yeah, your last yeah. name sounds like a band name. Yeah. It does. You know? Well, that's the reason why it wound up being used. Because that conversation, and at first I was fucking, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Fuck him. <laughs> 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 you know what's funny? I've said that. I'm intentionally doing this. I'm saying this every interview I do because I want him to fucking see it because he's going to have a fucking good laugh because he's really, he has a great sense of humor. Yeah. Um, but I really, I, I really like, once I reacted that way, Chris was like, oh, maybe not. Okay, maybe not. Let's just stick with Spilacopa. It's fine. <laughs> and then the more I thought about it, the more I couldn't let it go. I yeah. was like, all right, now that's it. I don't know. Something happened. It just, and I knew it was going to happen because I got so fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to say, it even looks great. Like, it looks really nice. Thanks, you know man. what I mean? Thanks, like, I, I like the way it's written out. Like, thank it looks you, really thank nice. You. And, like, you know, I'm really, like, I'm fucking putting myself out there with the pink and the blues and all of this Do shit. Do it, Johnny. <laughs> and I, I, I'll tell you, man, like, the concept for the album, I've tried to, I tried so many different color combinations, you know, with the, like, creating the album art. And for some reason, I could not get this image to look right. It couldn't get it to look the way I want it to look unless it was these ultra bright fuchsias and like bright blues. Oh yeah, it's coming so, up. The single, uh, the single uh, "Angels to Light" just like all like 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 purplish, yeah, kind of like all and, of those like fuchsia, lavender, like these intense rich colors. And bleed out with the blue is mm-hmm. fucking beautiful, bro. This is the only way the art would actually look the way I wanted it to look. Um, and uh, I got in touch with the guys from the label. I was like, guys, I don't know, man. What do you think? Is this too much? Is this crazy? Like, am I crazy putting out fucking a record with a pink cloud over me? You kind of look like, you, you kind of look like Keanu Reeves, dude. Thanks. And that, yeah. that photo, you look like Keanu. You hear that, ladies? <laughs> resumes, resumes. Keep them coming. <laughs> um, but they were like, no, we love it. We absolutely love it. And people have been responding well to it. Like, people are like, I love the art. I'm buying it by the record. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, great. I've put out records in the past where I'm like, people are like, I'm not buying that. It looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking thing's ugly. Uh, it looks like throw up. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for people to hear the rest of the album. I'm excited to continue making music videos. Um, I'm having so much fun with that. 
me and Candace made the Angels of Light one. She's so fucking creative and awesome. You've gotten really good at the videos, Johnny. Thanks, You've man. Really nice job. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying the other day, um, I made a video for Eyes of the Sun. Yeah. And I saw that recently came up. I was like, holy shit, that looks fucking sick. Yeah, come on, really <laughs> so I was, good. I was pretty psyched about that. Yeah, yeah. It was like 2017, I guess we mm -hmm. did. Yeah, we did it on the stage over here. We're like, right. yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Steve always comes through. Yes. Are you still yeah. working with? So you're still working with Steve, right? No, I haven't no? worked with him. I no? tried. I tried. Yeah. And he's not around. The la the latest video I shot, I shot with this guy Sean from a band called Frail. Okay. And this is not for this video. This this is the one I, I directed and edited this edited this one myself. Well, Candace kind of co-directed with me. It's kind of her idea, her concept. Um but the new one, this guy Sean from a band called Frail, and this guy is like, I mean, he fucking raised the bar. Like I'll never I'm never going to make a video by myself again. Yeah. Well, I say that now. Probably yeah. next week I'll be filming one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he he's so fucking talented. And um, he's so incredibly fucking knowledgeable when it comes to gear and lighting. And, like, he's just a brilliant. And, and this is not even what this guy does for a living. He's a musician. And he makes, like, patterns for clothing and stuff. Nice. That's what he does for a living. Yeah. This is just something he does on the side. Right, like, right, fuck right. you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like the guy that's recording my album right now. He he runs an IT company. Oh, really? But has an entire studio in his wow. house. It's like, this is just what I love to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Isn't that crazy when you meet someone like that? And you're like, fuck you, man. Yeah. You know? Who's got just fucking talented <laughs> like that. But thank you, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for the help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Aqua, um, the label. Aqualam. Aqualam. Mm-hmm. Yours or somebody no, else's? No, not mine. Jonathan Swafford and Eric Palmieri, two very awesome artists and musicians, great musicians and artists in their own right. Um, they've had the label for over a decade now, I think. And um, I was really interested in Aqualam because of their aesthetic, like their design aesthetic, you know. They put out books for, for each release. Oh, nice. Why, why not your own? Um, too much work. Too much work? And I would be alone. I wouldn't have a team of people behind me. With the Aqualam, I have... You know, they're spending money on PR. They're spending money on social media. They're spending money on ads. I don't have those resources. Yeah. You know, um, and they're great people. And I want this shit to fucking get, you know, on playlists and on the radio. And I, I, I don't have that with my label. My label is very like, yeah, I put out a record here. Go buy it. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. It, and if they don't, it sits in my closet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but they're a real like they're a real deal label and um they have a community of musicians i just played a show at uh union pool and it was an aqualand presents thing mm -hmm. so it was all aqualand bands i've never had that i mean i maybe i've had that in the past with candy in the early days like when we played when we had like century we played we were signed to century media but that's the last time i ever felt like i was on a label that had an actual community of musicians that played together yeah. and like were interested in each other's work um, so Frail is on one of the label, one of the bands on the label, and that's how I got hooked up with Sean. See, it's Excellent. like all of these people like trying to help each other out, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm helping Sean, uh, uh, Sean and Frail get um, to the West Coast in August, you know. So we're all like pulling resources and, and helping each other out. Nice. So um, many, many cons, m many pros. Yeah, pros. Uh, many cons, <laughs> many cons to not being with Aqualand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is fucking fun, man. Hell yeah, man. I got to come back. Yeah, you do. When's the next episode? Number five, bro. You got to come back for When's number the five. When's the next episode? Yeah. I'm up whenever Jeff wants. Whenever it's you want to come back, Johnny. You want to come back next week? Whenever you want to do. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe I should. Maybe I should come back. You just you fucking do hang out, shoot the shit. Part two. Yeah. Part two. I'm down. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, you got to go to work soon. What time is it? One thirty. Oh, I got to go now. Uh, I do have to go. Uh, Album drops when before you leave? May 20th, 11 days. Where can I get the record? Aqualam.org. Okay. Yeah, follow me on social media, Lamakia Music on Instagram. I'm even on TikTok these days. Oh Most yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how to TikTok. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. One of my friends was just fucking showing me the other day. He's on TikTok. I was like, bro, you're 45 years old. You get on TikTok for the band. I get I'm it. 49. <laughs> Yo, I got a friend who's in his 50s who fucking loves TikTok, and he's kind of TikTok well known because he's doing yeah. tons of fucking. Well, there shit. you go. Yeah, All whatever. you got to do is keep doing shit. Who's that guy? Oh, Gujine. Look at me. I'm eating a slice. <laughs> A fucking pizza. That guy's the <laughs> most famous fucking person in the world. Yeah, yeah. Eh, whatever. I don't know. I, I watched him. That guy make eggs the other day just because he's fucking hilarious. It's <laughs> fucking insane. We live in an insane world. I, I don't. I can't make. Let me sense see if you remember anymore. this. Candiria buffalo. Candiria wings. Do you remember how to cook them still? Um, I could probably get through it. With a quick tutorial. All right. Um, you're talking about Brian Sapp. Yes, yes, I'm seeing. Because I was yeah, watching yeah, a little yeah. bit of that, and I know you had, he, had a, he had some wings or whatever. I would know how to make the wings. I would. F- I think I would. I don't think I remember the recipe for the uh, the yuzu sauce, whatever that sauce he made. Yeah. It's like some yuzu shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good episode, bro. Because you look like you loved it, bro. Oh, I had. A, I love cooking. I, I really. I just cooked fucking burgers at home. I made nice tacos this morning. Yeah, I made, you, you I made my own cooking. hot sauce yesterday. Nice. I mean, it's one of my La Machia hot sauce, bro. Put it out, bro. I listen. Come on, and it's listen. It's good too. Your friend, he's friends with Brian, so yeah. you know, I'm sure it's comfortable to hang out with Brian. Oh, it's great. Brian's yeah. great. He yeah. just opened his uh, sandwich shop. Yeah, shout did. out to Mission Sandwich Social. Yes, on uh, South Second, something and, like the, in, in Williamsburg. South Fifth in Bedford, I think. Yeah, I got to get over there this week. So I Best know, so fucking sandwich you will ever have in your life. Yeah. Have you been over there yet? I haven't, but I was on his show, and he made a sandwich named after me. Oh, a Lamakia? Yes, yes, yeah. He made a Lamakia. Oh shit! Yeah. He made a Lamakia, man. I gotta bring that back. I gotta post that again. Yeah. But it was in, it was one of the best sandwiches I've had, ever had in my life. I mean, it was unbelievable. He makes his own bread. Yeah. Um, Fuck. Yeah, he's got skills, yeah. Brian. Yeah, Brian is extremely talented. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate to know. We're both fortunate to know many, many chefs and yeah. cooks yeah. that are extremely talented. Yes. You guys so. never have to cook on Thanksgiving, bro. Uh, what does that mean? You guys know mad chefs. Uh, we you know? So we, that means we never have to cook on Thanksgiving. I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, chef friends, fuck you. You're cooking for me yeah. on Thanksgiving, baby. I want antipast. Yeah. I want my fucking shrimp cocktail, pasta dish. No, no, no. We were actually supposed to go to uh, Thanksgiving at, um, at Beauty. At Beauty and, uh, this and it year. got fucked up. It got fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Well, fucking COVID fucked up. Whatever. But we're going to the wedding next week. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, I got to go to work. All right, Johnny, thank you for coming out. D, thank you. Jamal. Jamal, uh, D, thank you, guys. So what is it, May 20th it's coming out? May 20th it comes out on Aqualam Records. Um, Yeah. And I'll have more music, more videos. August 4th. August 4th, come to Lucky 13. It'll be playing. It'll be headlining here. Exactly. Different color albums, right? Different color albums. Different cover albums all over the place. All right. Thank you, guys. All All right, right, guys. Thank you. Later. Peace out. Later.
candy on my mind.